You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. I'm Stephen Simcox, your host. Appreciate you joining me. Um, so today I'm going to let you hear a little bit of my conversation with Matt Jennings. I tried my best to edit this to where it makes sense, but some of the material might be a little dated. We recorded this on Sunday afternoon as a recap of the Kansas State game, and obviously Sunday night news comes down that Gary Patterson had parted ways with the university, so uh, a lot of what we talked about as far as his future and where the team kind of is going forward doesn't really make sense at this point. But I did want to let you hear some of our recap of the K-State game, even though I know so many of you at this point are sort of like, who even cares what happened in Manhattan, Kansas on Saturday? I talked about it with Matt, and I wanted that to see the light of day. Um, just a quick update on the team. Jerry Kill, interim head coach, if you missed this yesterday, uh, Gary will not finish out the season. Four more games left. Jerry's going to take over. I have no idea what to expect when they hit the field against Baylor on Saturday. I mean, I think sometimes you see an interim coach come in and everybody rallies, right? Like I saw Trey Tomlinson today tweeting, let's go make a bowl game, uh, which is uh, probably the goal that is most obtainable and that you just, the team can sort of rally around pushing forward. Um, But I think... Even even if you want to say that, and the guys, I'm sure, are going to say all the right things and are going to try to get up for the games, uh, I just imagine it's really difficult for this coaching staff, which knows they're probably on their way out at the end of the season, or at least a lot of them are, um, to be fully engaged when that's kind of hanging over your heads. I'm sure it's hard for the uh, players to be fully engaged when – your coach leaves midseason. Um, this was Gary's choice. Uh, obviously, TCU could have probably massaged this in a in a better way to allow him to coach out the rest of the season. Meaning, like they didn't need to necessarily approach him right now. But you know what? Like this is also college football in 2021. Um, these these coaching searches are taking place in the middle of the season, even if that's unfair to the candidates and to the schools that are currently employing those candidates. So um, I'm sad that he's not going to coach out the rest of the year, but Jerry Kill is there, and we'll see what he does over the next few weeks. Here is my conversation with Matt Jennings. Uh, But before we do that, we'll take a quick break here on Locked on Horn Frogs. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Here we go. Locked On Horn Frogs. It's Monday. My friend Matt Jennings is with me. And uh, TCU coming off another loss. They fell 31-12 to K-State. Um, 
I mean, I, I hate opening each week saying, like, this is some sort of new low, but Saturday was bad. I mean, it's just bad situation all around. We'll try to get into it here. Matt is uh, is here with us, and, and I'll start with this. Um, so, obviously, like, defense struggled. Offense couldn't find the end zone until garbage time late. They, uh, they didn't really bench Max Duggan. Max is still hurt. They decided that basically Chandler, you know, gave them a better chance to win because he could move a little bit. Um, one thing that Gary Patterson did say after the game, Matt, was he was asked about his team's effort level. And he said he thought they fought hard on Saturday. And people kind of challenged that. I didn't necessarily hate that quote because I, I think Gary's in a tough spot there. He's got two choices. He can either say what he said and people call him a liar, or he can say he didn't like his team's effort. And then there's probably some of, well, hey, you threw your guys under the bus again situation. So I, I didn't have a huge issue with what he said. But I'd like to get your perspective because, I mean, I, I hate judging effort. Like, I think it's it's a hard thing to see on television, even at field level. Um, and that might not have been the case, but especially on offense. I don't even really know how to describe it, but it just looked like they were moving at half speed. And a lot of that might have been just Max with his injury, really struggling to be mobile. Um, but nothing, like nothing worked on that side of the ball. So did, did you see some effort issues yesterday or is that an unfair kind of assessment after, after watching that game? I agree with you that I don't love making those judgments because yeah, I'm just not in players' heads. I'm not on that sideline. These are, you know, 18 to 22 year old, generally uh, young men who like, I'm not going to sit here and try and tell them they should be trying harder or whatever, but um, they're like in term. So I'm not going to try and impugn effort, but I do agree like from a, the game felt weird. I think part of that is because like, these are two, like these were two, like, like around 500 teams. Like it was super quiet in the stadium mm-hmm. too. Like, like the vibe of the whole game felt super off. Um, and, you know, it definitely seems to me at least like this is a team that I don't know, is having trouble finding energy to, I'm not gonna say they didn't play hard at all. Um, I will say like, when it seems like all of your goals and things that you were fighting for to start the season have now all become or mostly become unattainable, um, it probably affects the way you play. It probably affects um, how focused you are or how well you're able to execute because you're like, well, why are we here? You know? Um, So I don't know if guys are, are, you know, I'm not going to say like call it specific players or even the team as a whole and be like, Oh, they're not playing hard. But I think you can tell a team, like, the team seems a little dejected. It really does because you're sitting here and, like, your goals are, you know, TCU's goals ostensibly every year, like, get to a bowl game, compete in the Big 12, you know, try and, uh, you know, um, you know, try and get into Big 12 title contention um, and just and, and, and keep going from there to, you know, the, the, again, the pyramid that we we're talking about, playoff contention, national title contention, that's the stuff that they want to be able to do. And I think everybody came into this year thinking like 2021, we've got a, a team with a bunch of upperclassmen. Um, we feel good about a shot. I feel like that was the feeling inside the building. And, and, and it's just like when all that stuff slowly begins slipping away and even the stuff you were good at earlier in the year, we can talk about the offense in way more depth here in a second, but the stuff that you were good at earlier in the year in terms of like you were putting points on the board, you're moving the ball fairly efficiently. 
now that stuff is kind of falling apart too. Um, and so it, it gets hard to, you know, maintain the same level of intensity, I think on it, like for four quarters, um, especially when, you know, your your to your point, your quarterbacks hurt, you got a bunch of your, your star running backs hurt. So I think all the circumstances are working against them in terms of that. And that's where coaching comes in. Like, can you get those guys up and motivated and playing hard, even in the midst of all those circumstances? And if, and, and, and I think TCU's coaching staff is struggling to do that right now. So let's discuss the offense. Uh, it was bad yesterday. And I mean, a big part of that is Max and his foot injury. I think any quarterback would struggle under those conditions, especially for Max with his, the way he gets things done with his legs, whether it's running or extending the play, it's a big issue. Um, you know, the offensive line has – it's it's such a weird group. Like, they in the last two years, there have been games, Matt, where they have just manhandled people running the football against lesser competition. But they have, like – they've owned the line of scrimmage. They've run the ball for chunk plays, all that. They also give up sacks, like, all the time. I mean, aside from the Oklahoma game, it's just teams can rush three and – Kansas State did that a lot yesterday and got to the QB. Um, but I guess let's start with play calling. I, I texted you this this morning. I, I don't think this is hyperbole, hyperbole excuse me. Um, I can count on one hand how many passing plays they had yesterday that were like legitimately planned out, well-designed, okay, we're going to go to a read here and we hit the guy and we got a first down and we got positive yards. Everything else was swing pass to Kendra Miller or quarterback getting outside the pocket. Um, they they had a first and goal at like the two where they couldn't convert in the first half. They had, you know, the ball inside the five. They couldn't get the ball. They ran a weird play where they ran a reverse to say Barber and he was trying to pass it to David Denuzio, the walk-on tight end who's a great story, but it didn't work. Um, what is, what's happened to the, the play calling here? Cause I think there was, there were a couple of weeks in the season where we were sort of, okay, maybe this Jerry kill Doug Meacham marriage is starting to work and they figured some things out. Zach Evans didn't play yesterday either, but what's going on um, that that's failed them. So, so horribly as of late on that side of the ball. Yeah, I think it's easy to point to quarterback and be like, you know, Max Duggan after, as we talked about, maybe the best game of his life against Oklahoma a couple weeks ago has turned in a pretty, like it was, it was a pretty average, maybe subpar game from him last week against West Virginia and then a bad game. Like there's no way getting around it um, against Kansas State. Um, so that's an easy one thing to pick to pick on. But to me, the issues on the offense are starting to look a lot like the issues on the defense in that like it's you you can pick on one thing but guess what you can pick on a lot of one things it's not it's not any single issue that's like if we fix this then everything's fine right we can talk about max duggan and we can talk about like i think there are legitimate critiques to make about him right we've talked about this he's limit he you have a ceiling with him as your quarterback and i think yeah. that's fine he's an imperfect quarterback there's nothing wrong with that very few college football programs have transcendent talents at that position. Um, we can talk about his ball security. He's in his ball, his pocket awareness. I think you're in year three as a starting quarterback in college. You should be able to feel when a rush is coming, when you have a free runner and either get rid of the ball or put two hands on it rather than, you know, getting strip sacked, which is something that has happened 
quite a few times this year and he's got to have better awareness than that he's got to have better accuracy at this point in his career that's totally fine you can't be overthrowing guys airmailing guys um leading the interceptions or or whatever that's all fine totally legitimate critiques we can talk about those things but to your point this offensive line is atrocious there's not a way around that they can't they can't block three guys with five they have to keep in x protection if they ever want max or whoever's playing quarterback to have any time that's offensive line coaching that's personnel that's talent development that's communication a lot of times it seems like guys that don't know who they're supposed to block mm-hmm. if, if the other team runs a runs a stunt or a twist they are lost um so the offensive line is bad the play calling here's the thing i've 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 resigned myself. I've made peace with the fact that Doug Meacham's play calling in the red zone and really like in scoring territory, like inside the other team's 40, but especially within the red zone is just not going to be amazing. And like that kind of has always been true. Um, But in the past, he's had the talent where you can kind of get over it and you kind of, you know, and and that's what you had earlier this season with Quentin Johnston and and Zach Evans and and Max Duggan all playing really, really well. Um, but the fact is like, there's no coherence to the way they call plays. Um, there's no create, there's no scheming anybody open, right? Like it's like, yeah, you know, you know, somebody go win a one-on-one matchup. And when Kansas State's sitting here and they're like, we're gonna drop eight into coverage and make Max throw uh, into tight windows in coverage um, because we don't respect your, we don't respect your run game and we don't respect, uh, so we feel like we can drop eight. And we don't respect Max Duggan's accuracy, so we believe we don't respect his ability to throw against that coverage. And we know that you, as a play caller, aren't going to do anything to scheme guys open other than throw bubble screens behind the line of scrimmage. Like, you know, there's no. You have to, as a coach and as a play caller, do something to make up for to 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 scheme around the situation that you have. And they're not doing that. And whether it was Max Duggan or Chandler Morris yesterday and really this whole season a lot of the times when they've had the most success is when uh one of those guys is able to scramble get outside the pocket improvise a little bit it's not because they drew up something amazing and so all this to say the frustrating thing about the offense is that there's not one thing there's not one problem to fix i haven't even talked about the, the wide receiver drops yet right quentin johnston god love him has been great at times this season he can't be dropping Max Duggan's best pass of his career last week against West Virginia on, yeah. an, on a possible touchdown pass down the sideline. He can't be dropping a pass for a possible third down conversion yesterday against Kansas State Saturday for people listening on Monday, right? And so it's not one thing. And, and so it's really, really, that's the really frustrating thing is, is we can point to specific players or position groups or coaches, but it's all of the stuff. And that's the thing that, um, you know, when you're healthy, we talked about this earlier this season, when they were healthy and you got Max Duggan, Quentin Johnson, Zach Evans all on the field at the same time. And the offensive line is really able to um, really set the tone because they're, they're really, they're a better run blocking unit than they are a pass, pass blocking unit. Or they're able, they're, they're not, they're not having to play from behind. They can set the tone and, and run the ball. Things are better, but when things don't go your way, you have to have a way to respond to it. And they don't have any answers when things, when they get behind, when they're hurt, um, and when the other team is dropping eight in coverage and still getting pressure on the quarterback. 
And I think that answer leads into something that we won't talk about in depth, but, uh, you know, Chandler Morris did play a lot yesterday, most of the second half. And if they decide to go with him the rest of the year, like, I think that's fine. Um, but as Matt laid out there really well, like there's, there's a lot of issues to this offense besides the quarterback. And I feel like fans can zero in on Mac sometimes. Anytime I'll tell you, anytime I talk to somebody outside of TCU, that's one of the first things they talk about with me is, is the QB position. And they think there's a chance for an upgrade there, but I, I don't feel like people always understand the myriad of issues that are on that side of the football. All right. So that is it for locked on horn frogs today. Pretty good Baylor team coming to town on Saturday afternoon at two 30 to take on TCU in Fort Worth. Uh, elsewhere around TCU athletics, TCU soccer, they get a win over Iowa state and penalty kicks. On Sunday, uh, that pushes them to the Big 12 semifinal where they'll play Oklahoma State on Thursday afternoon at 4.30. So we'll keep tabs on that. Um, Both basketball teams starting up in about 10 days, which is exciting as well. We're coming to that part of the year where we got multiple sports going on at the same time. So we'll keep you tuned to all that. But obviously our big focus right now, the football team and this coaching search We'll have uh, some updates on some possible candidates tomorrow who might be a good fit. This is Locked On Horned Frogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.